Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Paychecks Business Series podcast. I'm your host, Gene Marks. I'm a certified public accountant and regular business columnist for a bunch of publications, including Forbes and Entrepreneur. But more importantly, I'm a small business owner of a financial and technology management services company, and I've teamed up with Paychecks, the leading provider of human resources, payroll, benefits, and insurance services, to bring you real-life advice from real-life business owners and industry experts. I mentioned insurance services, and on this episode, uh, I'm talking to Rob Ryan, who is the Director of Virtual Sales at Paychex. Rob, hello. Hello, Gene. How are you today? Nice to speak with you. I know that your title says Director of Virtual Sales, but you handle insurance, and I don't want this to be an advertisement per se for Paychex. What I do want it to do is um, I want to talk a little bit about some opportunities for insurance. Um, you know, we've been through a lot as business owners, and we're still going through it, trying to recover at the end of this pandemic. Um, but you and I were talking earlier, and you say that this whole situation that business owners are going through right now presents some opportunities for them with regards to insurance. And I was wondering if you can clarify that. Gene, I'd love to. And, you know, at, at Paychex, you know, obviously we service uh, small and medium-sized businesses. And um, when COVID hit, one of, the, one of the first things we started hearing, well, what does this mean for myself, my insurance? If I'm, if I'm furloughing employees, do they still have insurance coverage? Do I keep paying their premiums? What should I do? What about my workers' comp? How should I handle that? So we, we quickly got a task force together. We started saying, hey, how could we help America's small businesses answer some of these questions on insurance? And quite frankly, make sure that they're in a good position to come out of this as strong, if not stronger. And, and you know, government and legislation has, has provided some unique challenges during this as, as it relates to, to insurance and premium, specifically workers' comp. With 90% of the population now working from home, um, they took a look at, at all the workers' comp policies and they said, well, all of these people that were out there doing dangerous jobs are at some risk are now sitting in the comfort of their living room. What should we do? So 43 states decided they're going to change the rules. Hmm. So let me just say, so really what you're saying is that uh, for people that have workers' comp insurance, because of the pandemic, if people are working from home, they can actually save on their workers' comp insurance. Great question. Of those 43 states that have implemented changes, seven of them include a provision to allow for a reclassification if an employee was previously performing a different job that didn't include clerical work, and now they're doing home clerical work. Every state is different, but these changes typically took effect a few months ago, and they are retroactive. So even if you're just finding out now, you can still take advantage. You know, you have to keep very, very clean records, and, and you have to be able to show that you did indeed move these people to work from home. Um, and of course, um, you know, paychecks can help with that, but I'm sure if you're working with any payroll provider that you'll be able to provide those records. Um, again, the significant advantage there is it is the lowest class code as far as multiplier of, of premiums and salary that, that is available to workers' comp, um, small businesses that offer workers' comp. So it's significant savings. Um, you need to take a look at it. You need to get with your current broker. Or you need to get with your payroll provider or however you do that and say, hey, I've had these five employees, they switched from going into the office or maybe driving a truck or whatever it is they were doing to working from home. The other change that most of the 43 states made is allowing for the payroll of furloughed workers to be excluded from premium calculations. During the COVID pandemic, some employers had continued to pay some or all of their employees' wages, even though those employees were, not, were home not working. And the states recognized that there is very little exposure to workers' comp injuries during that time, 
So it made sense to help those employers by excluding that payroll from premiums. Again, these changes vary by state, but became effective months ago and would be retroactive. So if unfortunately you had to lay employees off and you've already paid your premiums and you signed a contract three or four months ago or prior to COVID, those premiums are still being collected. You really need to be proactive, reach out, notify your broker. Again, if you're with a payroll company and you do automatic uh, payroll withdrawals that, that match your wages, that's already taken care of, but it's a tremendous cash flow tool right now to reach out to your broker, your insurance provider for workers' comp and say, hey, these people were furloughed. I don't want to shell out the money now for the next 10, 11 months and have you give me a refund at the end. I'd rather have the cash flow now to help me through these trying times. First of all, that's great advice. I mean, so, so one, obviously, for your employees that are still employed by you, they're working from home, they can be classed as clerical workers, and that will save uh, on workers' comp insurance because clearly that's not as a risky a position as uh, what they might have been before. And if you furloughed employees, not even necessarily terminated them, but furloughed them, you wouldn't have to pay in for workers' comp. How quickly does this happen? Like, how soon do our rates get reduced or even money get returned if we've overpaid? Yeah. So, and again, you know, a little bit myopic, but I can only speak from the experience with paychecks. What we do is we gather that new payroll information. We reclassify, we get it right over to the insurance company. You get um, credited retro back for any overpayment of premiums at that point. And then when the time comes and you start bringing back, as states start to open up, people start coming back into the office or whatever your work environment is, we can just reclassify that back to the original. So it's instantaneously as long as we have the data and the information and we can work with the, with the provider. When you talk about the provider, and, and again, this might be a naive question, but I, I know I have some clients that, that get workers comp from, from a, a private insurance company and some that just get it from the state. Does that make a difference? It does. So, so typically, um, those who, who go through the state, uh, they may be in a higher risk pool. So the state has a, a safety net where if you can't buy workers' comp insurance because you're a high-risk company and you're you know, maybe climbing trees or, or working with sharp equipment, um, some, some carriers, most carriers will shy away. But the state has a safety net um, where you can go through the state. They pool all those people together and they help some of those higher-risk people who may have a lot of prior claims to make sure everyone can get workers' comp insurance. But these same rules still apply. It, same rules still apply. And, and right. again, uh, and, and a caveat for those who are on a state plan, if things have been good and, and there haven't been claims, it probably is an opportunity to take a look in the open market again, because typically you can find much more favorable rates outside of the state. Fund. Great advice. Okay. So we talked about workers comp. Where else? What other opportunities are there for insurance for businesses that have been brought about because of the pandemic? Yeah, I'll stick with that, with that theme um, of protecting your business. Cyber protection and cyber liability protection. Again, a lot of people who are now working from home using their laptops um, weren't prior prior doing that or aren't used to some of the protections and protecting data. If you're now taking credit card information from someone sitting at home or your employee, I should say, sitting at home, processing payroll information and where where are they keeping those 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 files or or credit card information? I should should say, we really want to make sure you're protecting your business. You know. The terrible stat out there is that 50% of all cyber hacks happen to small businesses under 50 and 90% of, I'm sorry, 60% of them go out of business within the following 12 months of a cyber breach, which is, could be, could get uh, your client's bank account information, the credit card information. Um, they could just get into your files and take all your client information. 
Um, it, it's something you should look at, right? Everyone, everyone's very cautious about being overinsured, but this is one of those things with the environment that we're in right now, um, with all the technology. And then again, people who are not used to working remotely or from home, not protecting that data, it really is something that I would recommend for any small business owner to take a look at. Is cyber insurance that expensive? It's not. Um, and I'll give you a typical example of the policy we work with for for three hundred dollars for the year, it's up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars in, in in cyber coverage. Hmm. So that's very very cheap. And um, cyber insurance, at least, uh, would you recommend that people have cyber insurance even now that they take another look at it because their workplace and workforce has changed so much? I, I would. It, it just makes sense. It is so devastating when one of our small businesses um, does get hacked or, or someone gets gets access to their data. Um, and exploits it. It really is hard to recover from between the legal fees and just trying to get, you know, settle those claims. Um, it, it really takes up a lot of time, effort, energy, and resources. So we're saving money for our workers' comp. Um, we're not necessarily saving money on cyber insurance, but we can be saving a lot of money if we get cyber insurance, particularly because of the uh, all of our work from home employees. So we are, you and I, we're having some fun with insurance right now. Tell me something else. Yeah, third strategy that we're seeing uh, is more under the bucket of protect your employees. Um, so how are people getting creative with, with health insurance right now? Maybe you didn't offer it in the past or you offered it and business is a little slow and you need to take a look and maybe cut back. And the last thing you want to do is completely cut out your employees' health insurance during a pandemic, right? That would seem highly insensitive. Right. But we're running small businesses, right? At the end of the day, you know, cash flow and what can we afford? And we want to keep the lights on and keep the business open. Um, a strategy we're seeing a huge shift in, in, in talking to our carry partners as well is going from a group, small group health insurance, where the small business owner gets everyone together and says, hey, we're going to offer X carrier for this much. Here's your co-insurance. Co here's your deductible. Here's, here, here's your pharmacy benefit limits. And it's kind of a one size fits all. And in every year renewal time, we all know premiums increase between 10 and 20% with insurance carriers. We're seeing a huge shift. And one of, one of our major carriers now um, has shifted more people into individual insurance, where the employer gets what's called a qualified HRA with a defined contribution strategy. So the employer says, you know what, I'm going to give you all $200. You find a plan that fits you best. Right. Um, you know, because if you're 22 years old and you're in great health, you probably don't want first dollar coverage. But if you're 25 years old and you're expecting a kid, you probably do want first dollar coverage. So it kind of opens it up. It protects the employer because they know it's a defined cost every year. Every year I'm going to give X amount of dollars to my employees. They're going to shop around either a broker or someone like Paychex is going to act as a concierge to help them find a plan that best fits them. And it's kind of a win-win for everybody. Are HRAs or healthcare reimbursement accounts, are these, are these actually legal under the Affordable Care Act? They are. They are. So they changed that, oh, I want to say 18 months ago. Mm -hmm. um, one of the major misses when the Affordable Care Act came out, they, they didn't allow small business owners to use a qualified HRA. Mm -hmm. So it ended up being a lose for the employer because they didn't save on their business taxes and, a lose, uh, and the employees lost as well because they couldn't do um, pre-tax pre de pre deductions, excuse me. Right. So in this case, uh, an employer can make a, and this is a pre-tax contribution to the employees. So the employee doesn't Correct. 
have to pay on whatever they receive from the employer. And I guess another benefit is for a small employers that may not have any health insurance, at least they can, you know, provide this benefit to their employees um, in lieu of health insurance. Can you provide this and still have a health insurance plan? You can. Um, so if you've got if you've got one or two employees that may want to carve out and go this route, um, you can, you can provide those. I don't want to give too much legal advice on here. There's mm-hmm. always anti-discrimination laws. Understood. So you can't necessarily go out and say, well, you're going to get on the group health plan because you're healthy and young and you're going to keep premiums down. But, you know, you've got health history or you're a little bit older. So I'm going to kick you off that plan and put you over here. Um, so I, I would definitely consult again um, with your specific situation and how you're classing your employees for who's going to be in what plan. No, I totally got you. So, so three big action items here, and this is this is awesome, Rob. I mean, number one is workers' comp. We can potentially save on that because of work from home and workplace changes. Uh, getting cyber insurance doesn't cost that much money, but certainly has a lot of savings, uh, particularly when we look at how vulnerable small businesses are to cyber attacks. And might be a great opportunity to revisit your health insurance, uh, potentially set up a qualified healthcare reimbursement account plan. Uh, but of course, you want to consult your attorney your HR expert, your insurance expert, your uh, payroll experts uh, who can provide you the best advice based on what your workforce is. Rob, thank you very much. Rob, Ryan, that that was fun with insurance, right? I mean, is that even possible? Insurance is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Rob is the director of virtual sales at Paychex. Uh, And for more information about what we discussed today and other coronavirus questions and topics, please visit the Paychex COVID-19 Help Center. The address is paychecks.com forward slash coronavirus dash resources. So thanks for listening, Rob. Thank you very much for some great insights. I hope people take that information back to their advisors and experts and, and have a little fun with insurance and maybe save a little money and provide some benefits to their employees. So thank you, Rob. And thanks everyone else for listening. And we will see you next time. This podcast is property of Paychecks Inc. 2020, all rights reserved.